are about webbing. Praise the Lord. We have been discussing about webbing for the past few weeks. And uh, as we have been discussing about webbing for the past few weeks, uh, today we shall be looking at another part of, of webbing. Today we shall be looking at another part of our webbing and by God's grace we'll be finishing uh, the study on webbing by, uh, by, by next Sunday, if God permits. Uh, if my sister, uh, Ms. Adelike, if you are online, can you please join on prayer line? I'm using the other phone to record the message, please. God bless you. So, uh, today, what we shall be looking at today is also very, very important. And it's relevant to us as Christians. We have looked at physical well-being. We have looked at social well-being. We have looked at financial well-being. And how can we be financially okay? But today, we are going to look at mental and emotional well-being. We are going to look at mental and emotional well-being. So, because we realize that being a Christian does not mean that you are mentally okay. Being a Christian does not mean that you are emotionally okay. And uh, except you want to you want to shy away from it. There are people today that are the only Christian that are born again that have mental issues. There are people today that are Christian that are born again that have emotional issues. And all these things can be resolved by God. So we are going to look at it from biblical perspective. And we are going to look at it on what we can do as Christians. Because except we want to deceive ourselves, Christians also get depression. Christians also get, Christians also get uh, uh, trouble. If you look at the scripture, we could see what Elijah was saying to God. You know, Elijah was fed up. He said, God, why am I going through this? It's better for you to do what? To take my life. Which means at that point in time, he was facing challenges. And the challenges were so much on him that he could not bear. So there are many of us too as Christians that we have challenges in our life that we cannot bear by ourselves. It is not a sin to have challenge in our life. It is not a sin to be going through trouble. Let's look at Moses too. Moses also had challenge in his life. And he said to God, he said, God, why, have you, why are you allowing me to go through all this? You know, Moses was saying to God, God, why did you allow me to be carrying the body of all these children of Israel? So, and as Christians, we need to understand the mind of God. We need to understand what we need to do. So that when we see some of this, the sign of emotional and mental stress in our life, when we see it, we need to know what to do so that we don't suffer in silence. Praise the Lord. We don't suffer in silence. Maybe I want to ask my sister uh, before we go into scripture. My sister, are you there now? Yes, sir. Yeah. When we talk of mental and emotional well-being, what does it mean to you, to you, ma? Well, I think it is uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think it's very it's it's um, um, a good life 
mentally and emotionally mentally stable okay absence of uh uh drum and you know when you are stable generally okay when you are living the life you know the way you're supposed to live it when okay. you don't run into mood swings okay when you are living a stable life i think that that's what i understand like that okay according to the definition i got here it's a, a mental health is a state of emotional and psychological well-being in which an individual mm -hmm. is able to use his or her cognitive and emotional capacities, function mm -hmm. in society, and meet the ordinary demand of everyday life. Let me read it again. You know, when we talk of mental and emotional health, it means a state of emotional and psychological well-being in which an individual is able to use his, his or her cognitive and emotional capacity, capability, functions in society, and meet ordinary demand of life. And, you know, I got this one from online, medicaldictionary.com. So, when we talk of mental or emotional well-being, that somebody is able Somebody is stable enough to meet ordinary demand of life. And when we talk of demand of life, what are the demand of life, man? Um, we have um, emotional demand, we have physical demand, mm -hmm. we have financial demand, we have okay. spiritual demand. Okay. So, in, in this world that we have, there are a lot of demand that come on our way. A lot of demand. And when we talk of demand, we talk of the need. What we need to make life going. What we need to make life going. And all these demand can have effect on us when we think about them too much. That sometimes people can have mental health problem because of brain injury or some other trouble that that no that they, they, they encounter. That it might not be their fault, but at some that sometimes that people may have problem because of their way of life. So, and I pray as we look into this today, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The Bible says in the book of John 16, 33, the Bible says, This thing I have spoken unto you, that in this that in me ye may have peace. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world for you. So, in this world that we have, the world is not free of challenges. This world is not free of difficulties. This world is not free of trouble. We, can, we cannot be trouble-free. But we need the power and the grace of God to overcome every challenges that comes our way. And God is there for us. Jesus Christ is there for us to help us overcome our challenges, our mental challenges, and our emotional challenges. And that's why today, as Christians, we are looking into it. And I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So when we want, let's look at difference between mental and emotional challenges. So between mental and emotional challenges, emotional health, and when we look at it, <clears throat> okay, it says, okay, mental health is likely concerned with cognitive process. Such as perceiving and deciding why emotional health is more focused on expressing 
our feeling, like anger and happiness. So when we look at it, you know, our mental health is talking about our 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 senses, our cognitive behavior, the way we the way we the way we see, the way we we use our cognitives, the way we perceive things, the way we the, the way we do things. Well, our our emotion is an experience of or experience of feelings. You know, everybody have emotion, and we need to we need to do we need to know that everybody have emotion, and in our in the life that we live. We express our emotion. It is when we start to express it negatively that it becomes a problem. And, and like I said, a lot of us go through, go through a lot of trouble in life. And the way we cope with our challenges in life differs. So let's look at some of the things that we can see happening in the life of people that will make us to know that this person has mental or Emotional problem. Number one thing, when we have, when somebody have feeling, when somebody is feeling anxious, feeling depressed, feeling tearful, and continuously irritable. You know, when you have somebody around you that is feeling anxious, depressed, tearful, and continuously irritable, note that that's that's a sign of mental and emotional dysfunction you know every one of us we we see it happening around us you know in many families we see it and people will say that is his way of life you know to be to be anxious depressed cheerful and continuously irritable is not a good sign you know that some people even when you are talking to them you are just trying to make a point with them before you say whatever you are saying they are already coming with anger some people you cannot talk to them in a normal way, and when you are talking to them, they are already they are coming up with anger. It's a sign of mental and emotional health. So number two, feeling of helpless, hopeless, and having low esteem. Some people have that feeling. They feel helpless, they feel hopeless, and they have low self-esteem. People like that is a sign of mental and emotional problem. So, another one is withdrawing or affording normal social situation. When you see people, when you are feeling withdrawn, you don't want to get involved in what is going on. It's a sign of mental and emotional, um, emotional problem. And people will say, ah, uh, that, is his way of, that is his way of life. That is our way of life. It's not way of life. It's a problem. There are many of us today who say we don't have friends. Eh? I don't want to have any friends. What I want to do is just to, you know, walk and go home, walk and go home, walk and go home. It's a sign of mental health. If we cannot relate together, we cannot relate together with people around us, we cannot relate with ourselves, it's a sign of mental health. Calling, calling in sick to work for several days in a row and missing appointments is also a sign of mental health. On unregulated sleep schedule. Either sleeping too much or not enough is also a sign of mental or an emotional health. Unhealthy eating and hygiene often due, due to people forgetting or not being motivated to eat or clean. Then when you see somebody that, you know, the way they eat, they eat irrationally, 
You know, they either they eat too much or they eat less or they don't look after themselves. They don't, you know, they, 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 they don't look after themselves. It's a sign of mental and emotional edge. Difficulty in focusing or remembering events of the day. There are people that have difficulty in focusing. They cannot, they cannot focus at all. It's a sign of mental and emotional edge. So, lack of motivation and lack of interest in things. When somebody is not motivated, they don't show interest in anything is a sign of mental edge. Being unable to get enjoyment or fulfillment from, from the things that normally bring them joy or satisfaction is a sign of mental edge. No, that one I can give you an example of that. Maybe you are in a home, you normally enjoy your home environment, you normally enjoy everything, but suddenly you you you, you don't enjoy it again, and there's no no third person in your marriage, it's a sign that there's problem coming. Unexplained general ache and pain. Unexplained general ache and pains is a sign of mental and emotional edge. Difficulty in getting along or tolerating other people. Is a sign of mental and emotional health. Suicidal thought or thinking about harming yourself is a sign of mental and emotional health. Lack of it for, for, for marriage, lack of interest in sex and menstrual changes is also a sign of mental and emotional health. You know, if, if you are a married man or you are a married woman and you don't have interest in uh, satisfying your husband or wife, is also a sign of mental health and a lot of things could cause that. We are going to be discussing it in a minute. Moving or speaking more slowly than normal. You know, it's a sign of mental health. Fra frightening flashback, severe nightmare, and, and a fight or flight symptom, such as racing heartbeat, dry mouth, and sweating, when there is no threat or danger. In, in, in extreme or untreated cases, Especially when this relate to mental health condition associated with psychosis, symptoms may also include hallucination, paranoid, delusion, and lack of insight. So, people that have this kind of problem, instead of them to treat it or to seek for help, they will start to see people around them as what as their enemy. And let me tell you something today. I'm very sure to say this. You know, there are many of us Christians that every time we want to pray, we want to pray that we want to kill your enemy. When your prayer every day is about enemy, 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 it's a sign of mental and emotional health. When every time you pray, you cannot you cannot see anything good in God. Every time you pray, it's about enemy that's looking after running after you. Every time you have dream, you are dreaming of enemy. Don't get me wrong that sometimes enemy enemy could want to cause a problem. But when your prayer from from January to December is about enemy, 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 enemy. And the more you pray, the more you still want to pray for the destruction of your enemy. It's also a sign of mental health. So all this I got from medical news today online. So as Christian, Christian can experience mental and emotional health problem. And many of us as Christian, we want, why do we keep it? When we are experiencing this kind of trouble, why do Christians want to keep their mental and emotional or uh, emotional health problem? My sister. Papa. Why do Christians want to keep their mental and emotional problem? Why do they want to keep it? Because um, people to know, 
they don't want people to see that side of them. And uh, Christians, um, we believe that uh, as Christians, people will see us that we are not supposed to have any problem. But in actual fact, we are getting it wrong. Because the Bible didn't tell us that we won't see any problem, but that he has conquered the world for us. So some of us, without the good knowledge of the, of the understanding of the word of God, we believe, uh, no, people should not know about this. So they will take, they will, we are not following God, we are not worshipping God. Which is not the, 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 the case all the time, anyway. Okay, when we now say that people must not know about it, what is the danger of it, ma'am? Um, we don't want people to know about it, but we don't want them to start uh, glancing us. Then, you know, that is, we don't want them to start making more of us. Then, we don't want them to think that maybe, ah, is our God not there to save us? After all, you believe in God, you keep telling us that God can do this, can do that. So, you don't want people to start saying that about us. Then, you know, then people that are supposed to know, in actual fact, that people are not supposed to know where we are going to challenge because some people, if they know, it will put their belief in God and they, they, they are, their relationship with God. Because they are not, they are not much, you know, they are not much spiritually to take something. So you intentionally keep it from some people that are not much, uh, that are not much enough to keep it. Because people could share it with probably the man of God or people that know that they are on the same spiritual pedestal with you. So, okay, what is the danger? Well, if you, if as a Christian, you have mental and emotional problem, and you are keeping it. Maybe you are depressed. You are having this kind yeah. of symptom, and that individual is keeping it. What could be the danger? The other person will die alone because of the suffering violence. You will be able to see help. You will be able to receive help when help is supposed to come. But you don't know where your help comes from. Okay. So if you keep it to yourself, you might put yourself. You might just die in pain because. You will be struggling with it alone, and it's not something that you can dwell on or manage alone yourself. Okay, praise the so Lord. It could be dangerous. So, if Hallelujah. as Christian, if you have a challenges, you have emotional problem, you have psychological problem, you have mental problem, don't 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 keep it yourself. Seek help. And I want everyone that are praying with me to realize today that even pastors do have emotional a mental problem. There are pastors who have had mental breakdown. There are pastors who have committed suicide. So whenever you have men, whenever you have problems, share it. And they say problem shared is body relief. So here, what I put here is that Christian can have can experience mental uh, emotional health problem. We keep it. We think that we think of what other people will say. Like my sister said, every one of us, we want to think that what we, what we sister Labaya say, if I come out now and say I'm going through this, and because of that, many of us are suffering in silence. And what we don't know is that that sister Labaya you are afraid of talking to, that person is also going through some problem. So when we are facing challenges in life, emotional challenges, we are facing our mental challenges. We are facing challenges that affect us, affect our performance of day-to-day -day activities. Don't keep it. Find somebody that is spiritual that you can speak to. After you have spoken to God, maybe a bit of counseling may help you. So many of us will keep it because we, want, we are thinking of what others will say. 
So again, we see it. Many of us, we see it when we have problem. Maybe emotional problem or mental problem. We see it as lack of faith or sign of weakness. I want to tell you, my brother and my sister, when you are experiencing depression, when you are experiencing uh, 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 emotional emotional awareness, when you are experiencing emotional problem, mental problem, don't see it as sign of weakness or lack of faith. See it as a challenge that comes, and after you have spoken to God, see cancer. And that's why I will encourage every Christian, you need to have somebody spiritual that you can talk to. Have a spiritual father, have a spiritual mother. I'm not talking about spiritual father and mother that we that we encourage you to say. I'm talking about spiritual father or mother that will stir you the mind of God. You see, every Christian, most of the time, we we, we look at it as if that okay, as if if we say it, people will say, oh. It's not born again. That's why it's going through it. Don't, don't let people deceive you and say because you are going through problem, you are not born again. You can be born again and still have challenges. Challenges are part of life. You know, there was a day somebody called me from Nigeria through online. You know, I normally send messages and we normally send prayer. And somebody called me online and spoke to me of what that individual was going through. And I said to the individual, I said, can you talk to your pastor about it? And the individual told me, no, I can't tell my pastor. That if I tell my pastor, my pastor will tell everybody. So I have to be canceling that brother from here in UK, canceling somebody in Nigeria. Do you see that? It's very, very difficult. So wherever you are, you need to identify somebody that you can trust, that is a born-again Christian, that will be somebody that can pray along with you. And many of us, we think that using medical, getting medical help or uh, going to hospital or going for counseling, we think it's a taboo. So as Christians, don't see medical help and counseling as a taboo. If you are going through trouble, don't go through it alone. Seek help. Seek help. And many of us, we like to fight it. Even when we are going through trouble and people are pointing it out to us that my sister or my brother, what we are going through is, is what we are going through that's danger ahead. Many of us will say we reject it. I reject it in Jesus' name. I, you see, that's you see, when some when God sends somebody to you to speak to you about some, some danger that is pending in your life, instead of us to sit down and do what and reflect upon what they have said. Many of us will say, we say we'll fate it. No evils are before me. I'm not saying you should not fate it. But that sometimes you need to also sit down and reflect on what people are saying to you about your life that can cause you danger. You see, and that's why when people are around us, when they are calling us, calling our attention to something that they have observed in our life, we need to do something about it. And a lot of time, many of us Christians, we don't accept that we have problem. Do you know, it's also a mental health problem. That when you cannot face reality, when you are facing problem and you yourself cannot 
when people are pointing you to it as this is a problem, my brother, this is a problem, my sister, and yourself cannot see it as a problem. It's also a mental problem, mental health problem. That you don't you don't know, you don't feel, feel it as a problem. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. So, as Christians, do you know that mental and emotional problems destroy home? When somebody has mental and emotional problems, it will destroy their home. It will destroy their relationship. So, we have seen people who have mental and emotional problems that is destroying the way they relate with their wife at home. It's destroying the way they relate with their husband at home. It's destroying the way they relate with their, their children at home. You know, many people, you know, when, you know, in, in the home, in the lot of home, when there's no peace at all, everybody, everybody wants to do things in their way. You know, even that sometimes disorganization in our home could be a sign of mental health problem, could be a sign of emotional problem. I want us to use this acid test. To check the behavior and the reaction within our home. When people are talking in your home, how many people make noise? How many people are always coming with anger? That before you say anything like this, they are coming with anger. In that kind of family environment, there's a mental health problem going on there. I'm very sorry to say this. People normally say the way I, I perfect things, the way I speak at times, that is so hard. Yes, I will say the truth. I also have the same problem around me. That sometimes when I you know when I'm talking to my children, that when I'm talking to them about some things, that the way they will come across to me might, might not be okay. It might not be no, might not be good enough. So and that sometimes that I also when I talk to them, I make some noise. And they will say to me, Daddy, you are making noise. And I will say to them, Daddy is not making noise because daddy wants to make noise. Daddy is making noise because you are failing to understand what daddy is saying. So, a lot of time, when we have all these things happening, we need to look into our we need to look into our life. We need to reflect on our life before it destroys us. Mental and emotional health and psychological problem is a very, very bad thing in life that can destroy us. That can destroy relationship, that can destroy our work, that can destroy our home. So whenever we are going through it, we need to seek help. Please, my brother, my sister, seek help. There is help there for you. There are counselors there for you. There are people out there for you that can help you to overcome it. Again, when somebody has mental and emotional health, they can lose their job. Because in your place of work, you'll be making mistakes. Even when you are dealing with your colleague, the way you are going to deal with your colleague will be also very, very bad. That people will see it in you, the way you behave, the way you do things. Mental and emotional problems can also destroy church. In the church of God, we see the way people behave. So, and many of us see the problem that we have. Why we Christians don't identify people with emotional and mental health problems is that every time we see everybody as normal. And in homes, when we meet people, we see them as normal. None of us see, none of us read the handwriting on the wall of that brother, of that sister, of that child, of that man, of that woman. We don't read handwriting on the wall of whatever is going on within them. Is it that sometimes you meet people, instead of us to compound their problem, we are there to help them. That sometimes we need to help 
our colleagues and people around us that we see some signs of emotional and mental problem in their life. I want to, you see, whenever I'm talking, I always want to give personal example. I want to use my personal experience to, 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 know, to drive the thing home. Sometimes they go in my place of work. I won't mention my place of work, but I want to share with you experience. I won't tell you where it happened, whether Nigeria or here. So there was somebody who, who, who did something to me. And this individual, I was just trying to advise this individual on what to do concerning this individual responsibility. And the individual began to cry. You know, I normally cry joke with my colleague anyway. That's one of my old colleagues online now that we transfer to that. I normally crack joke with all of them. So, uh, but this individual went and did something bad to me because of the way the person feel. And then I was called. What I'm saying right now, I'm saying it before me and go. I was called. And they said, this individual, this is what he said about me. I wouldn't what I said to my boss. I said to them, I said, I don't have any problem with this individual. But my own problem that I have is that this individual need help. That I beg my 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 management, I beg beg every one of them. I say, please, can you help this individual? Because I've noticed this, this, and this, and that. Please, can we help? How can we help this individual? And I didn't I didn't do anything. What I see, what I see is not what that person has done to me. I see we, as Christian, we need to see beyond the way people behave to us. You need to see beyond the way your husband behaves to you. You need to see beyond the way your wife behaves to you. You need to see beyond the way your children behave to you. You need to see beyond the way people around you behave to you. Don't see whatever the way they are behaving alone. See the handwriting on the wall. And I said to them, I said, look, this, this individual needs help and this individual is breaking down. Let me tell you what I said actually happened. So, and why? Because I see. So many of us, let's see. Let's see what is happening so that we can help people around us. There are many people around us that have mental and emotional problems. That have psychological problems. There are pastors that are depressed. There are pastors' wives that are depressed. There are men and women of God that are depressed. That are going through emotional and mental health challenges. That need help. Let's open our eyes. And identify and help them. Let's do our best. And I pray that Lord God Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. So what can we do? How can we overcome challenges of life? How can we overcome our problem in life? I want to I want to start with uh, with, with, with uh, biblical uh, passages. Then I will tell us some things. In the book of Psalm 55 verse 22. The Bible says, cast your, thy body upon the Lord, and it shall sustain thee. It shall never suffer the righteous to be, to be moved. So, as Christians, let us see, before you look on men, please look unto God. The Bible says, I will lift up my heart to the heat, from where cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and the earth. And the Bible says, cause is he that put his trust in men. In everything you are going to do, let your trust be only in God. Be let your focus be on God. Trust God. The Bible says, you know, it says, cast all your care, cast all your care upon him. 
for he cares for you. First Peter chapter 5, 7 to 9. He said, cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober and be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a, as a royal lion, walketh about, looking for whom he may default. But whom, whom receive steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accompanied in your brethren that in the world. So as Christians, let all our, our care and body, let it be placed on God. You see, and I want to, I want to express on that. Don't let human being determine your joy. Don't let human being. You see, I normally say to people, I will not let my wife determine my joy. I will not let my children determine my joy. I will not let my colleague at work determine my joy. I will not let anybody determine my joy or make me unhappy. I, I will determine the way my life will, will run. And that's why people look at me. People will say, ah, why is it that uh, uh, you are always laughing, you are always this, you are not... No, because whenever I wake up in the morning and I'm going to work, I don't see... I, 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 will, not I will not want to wait that the person I meet on the road will be the person that will make me, that will, that will uh, cause, that will determine my job for the day. No. I want my, the Bible say, I will leave my head onto the heat from where my head, my come from the Lord. I want God to be my joy. And the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So in whatever thing I want to do in life, I want God to be the one that determines how joyful and how happy I am. Because when you, if you want your wife to be your source of joy, your husband to be your source of joy, you want men to be a source of joy, they will disappoint you. So many of us, we put our trust in men too much. And when we put our trust in men, men will fail us, men will disappoint us. And there are many of you that are watching me today that men have disappointed, that women have disappointed, that children have disappointed, that parents have disappointed. But if we don't put our trust in all those people, then we will not be disappointed. And we will, we will be able to have our joy. Number two, I want us to as Christian, we need to live, we need to play our role in life. You see, as a Christian, you need to play your role in life. Plan your life. Have objective for your life. A lot of time, a lot of things that cause disappointment, a lot of things that cause, you know, that cause us trouble, there are a lot of things that we ourselves, if we have done what we're supposed to do, wouldn't have happened. Let me give you an example. Maybe you are, you are an individual, you are a man, you are a woman. You have a project you want to execute. You have a course that you, you, want, you have a training you want to do. You have a program you're supposed to do. And you're supposed to prepare for that program. And you are not preparing for it. Maybe the time is supposed to be reading. Time is supposed to be studying. You are on Facebook. You are always on, on social media. You are chatting. And the time comes for the exam and you fail. And you get depressed. Is it the fault of God? It's not the fault of God. Maybe as an individual, as a child, you're supposed to study, supposed to do whatever you're supposed to do, and you don't do it, and you fail. You cannot say it's the fault of God. A lot of things that we can also do by ourselves, so that when we plan, when we make a, when the sun sign, when we plan for our life, there are some challenges and trouble that we not that we'll be able to overcome by whatever we do for ourselves. Don't get me wrong. There are some people that will plan and still fail. But when you plan and you fail, you will not be depressed because you know you have you have put in your best. And you know that you are going to try and pass next time. A lot of things, when we look at it like that way, what of in, in homes? Let's look at our families. 
Let's look at husband and wife. Most of the time, I use family as an example because most of the things that happen in the community start from family. When we look at our home, you know, there are a lot of families today that don't relate. In, in many families today, there's nothing we call relationship between husband and wife, between children and parents. No more relationship. Nowadays, everybody is busy. You know, I said it yesterday. There are some families that their children never see their, their father. They will not see the father for, for months. There are some families, they will never see the mother for months. There are some families living apart. See, all these things can cause emotional and mental stress. So, and you are the one that's supposed to plan it and do something about it. There are many of us, even we don't have time for we don't have time for break. You don't have time for break, no time for holiday, no time to distress. All these things can cause mental and emotional stress for, for us. And all these things, if we don't look at look at it and look after ourselves, it can destroy us and can destroy our home. That you know, there are a lot of homes that have been broken today because husband and wife are not living together as husband and wife. You know, it's possible for somebody to be among men and women. It's possible for somebody to be in a home and the wife is there, husband is there, and they are not together. So all these things we need to look at it so that as Christians, when we walk on it by ourselves, when we do something about it by ourselves, we will be able to overcome some stresses that we, we go through in life. So when you know that something will stress you, do something about it. And as Christians too, we don't need to be selfish. If you are as a Christian, you are selfish, you will you have you will have mental and emotional problem. If you are selfish, if everything you want is only you, you, you in the equation, you don't think about others. You don't think about what you can contribute to the life of others. You will have mental and emotional problem. Like I said yesterday, God created us to be to be uh, to be God created us. Or to 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 meet the need of others. That's something God has created us for. God created us for one another so that we can we can we can add value to to the life of of one another. So if we fail to add value to the life of people around us, and we are not add adding value to their life, adding value to our life, we will have problem. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Uh, I know it's twelve o'clock. Please give me a few minutes so that I can quickly go through this. And we can finish mental health today. Another thing I want you to know is this. Please, if you don't want to have mental breakdown, a mental health problem, emotional health problem, you need to live life of forgiveness. You need to live life of forgiveness. You know, somebody who cannot forgive will have emotional and mental health problem. I don't know explain with, who is with me today. Maybe somebody that offended you for the last 5-10 years, you still have in your memory. Your, your brain, your life is not meant to be containing all those evil thoughts, all those evil things. Let it go. If somebody offends you and they ask for forgiveness, let it go. The Bible says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. The book of Colossians 3.13, that we should forgive one another. Let's live life of forgiveness. When we live life of forgiveness... It will help us to have good mental and emotional well-being. For if you forgive others when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sin, your Heavenly Father will not forgive your sin. Matthew 6, 14-15. to 15. 
So if you want to live a life and you want to have mental and emotional well-being, please, you need to live a life of forgiveness. And every one of us, we can we can look at that ourselves. Look at somebody that was, that do something for you maybe three or four years ago or three days ago. And when that person come, even before the person talk, you already assume what that individual will say. And your blood, your your, your what do you call it? Your 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 you you you, you are out within you, and you want to react. You want to do something. You want to make that individual know that yes, you are there. So as Christian. We need to live a life of forgiveness if we we have mental and good emotional well-being. Now, another one: let go of all bitterness. So, if you are if you are out bitterness against people, let it go. Don't keep don't keep grudges. Don't keep bitterness. And so the Bible says, so watch yourself. If your brother or sister sin against you, rebuke them, and if they re repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you, seven seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying i repent you must you must forgive them you know if somebody sin against you the bible say if they come to you several times seek forgive them don't say that the way you did it before somebody that want to want to have good mental and emotional well-being you need to leave you need to you need to get rid of bitterness in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, verse 2, the Bible says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, browning, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. So, browning, anger, malice, all these things, they are ungodly. And they will affect our men, they will affect us mentally. They will affect our emotion. They will affect everything around us. Now, as Christian, discuss your problem with your wife or your husband. Discuss your problem with your children. A lot of time, many of us, we don't want to discuss what we are going through. But what we want to do is to do something that will make that individual unhappy. You know, I was discussing with somebody sometimes ago. I said something. And I will say it in my culture, in my language. I say, uh, You see, when you have headache, to solve the headache, problem of headache, you don't need to cut the head. Because when you have headache and you cut the head off, you are not solving the problem. You are causing more problems. There are many of us, when trouble is around, when we have problems, instead of us to listen and see how we solve it, we want to complicate it. I pray God will grant us the grace not to complicate our trouble in Jesus' name. So, another thing I want to tell us as Christians, do not be selfish. Selfishness can cause mental and emotional health problems. So, every time, every day of your life, I want to encourage you, if there's any issue to address, always know that you are in charge. You know, I give the testimony before of my colleague that, you know, that colleague was sent to do something about two, three, four times and this individual was so upset and was not happy, was about to cry. And I went to this individual and said, look, they've told you to do four or five things at the same time. I said, you are the only one person to do it. And I asked that individual, I said, who is in charge? He said, he doesn't know. I said, look, you are in charge. They've told you to do five things at the same time. But you cannot do all the five times in time that you are in charge. I say, calm down. 
look at yourself, take a deep breath, and think that I am the one in charge of myself, in charge of what I'm doing, I will do them one by one. And with it, you'll be happy. So when that individual is going through trouble, I will say to this individual, I say, look, you are in charge. Always know that you are in control of your life. You are in control of what happened to you. You yourself determine a lot of things. After you have you have given God, you have allowed God to, to be in control of your life. After you have you have taken your own responsibility, after you have also seek help, whatever you are going through, see that you also you manage the situation very, very well. Don't cast that. You know, many of us, when there's a trouble, we want to blame others for we want to, you know, we want to transfer our aggression onto others. We don't want to take responsibility. So as Christians, if you don't want to break down, take responsibility. In the book of Ephesians 4, 6-7, the Bible says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So whatever we, we have problem. We should not be anxious. We should cast all our body, all our all our care. We should cast it unto the Lord. We should make our request known unto God. Whatever you are going through, take it to God in prayer. The Lord will help you. Another one in the book of Second Timothy one seven, the Bible says, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self control." So know that the Lord is with you. In the book of First Corinthians ten thirteen, the Bible says, "No temptation has overtaken you." That is not common to men. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, He will also provide way of escape that you may be able to enjoy it. So whenever you are going through trouble, note that God is with you in that problem. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. Note that the Lord is with you. And you are going to overcome it. That the grace to overcome your challenges, that grace is available to you in, in Christ. And when we familiarize ourselves, with the scripture, with people in the Bible that have that have gone through whatever we are going through, we will be able to use their experiences even to pray to God. Let's look at the life of Job. Job had a lot of problems, but through endurance, Job overcame his trouble. Let's look at, at Joseph. He went through a lot of challenges. David also went through a lot of problems, but God gave them way out. So in whatever you are going through, God will give you way out. In the book of John chapter 14, verse 1, the Bible says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, also believe in me. So as Christians, whenever we face challenges of life, let not our heart be troubled. Let believe that God will help us out. You know, in the book of Psalm 147, verse 3, the Bible says, He the broken hearted and bind up the, their wounds. God is the broken hearted. So when you take your case to God, God will heal you. Hallelujah. God will heal you. So, as Christians, so if we can apply this to our life, we can love one another. We can see that we are there to serve one another. Let me tell you, our, we will be able to solve many, many problems will not arise. Many problems will not arise. So, and, and that will come, that come back to also the family. Every time I talk about family, so whenever, we, whenever you see your wife, you see, in a home, husband and wife should not compete. We should see ourselves as a balancing. You know, husband, you see yourself as one leg. And wife should see herself as another leg. 
So when you are together, you should see yourself and you should see that both of you are using your leg to balance, in, to balance that family. And when a leg is removed, that family will collapse. So whenever husband and wife, whenever they are together, they should see themselves as complementing each other and not competing. When husband and wife are not competing, they, most of the emotional and uh, uh, mental health problems that, that they may have in that family, they will be able to overcome it. So, more importantly, if you know you are sick as Christian and you need help, please do not keep silent. Seek medical advice. Go for counseling. I don't know. I don't know it's with me today. You know, I normally say something that whenever I come online, my message is not for many people. My message is just for only one person. Maybe as I'm talking right now, that somebody hearing me online. That somebody hearing me, maybe in my house here. That somebody hearing me, maybe on the on the radio, or on 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 the on on prayer line. That somebody hearing me, you are going through mental health problems. You are going through challenges. Please don't die in silence. Seek help. Seek medical help. Go for counseling. Let them cancel you. If they if you need treatment, you need tablets, you need drug that will help you. Take it. Take it, please. Don't die in silence. Mental health problem, psychological problem, emotional problem is real. It's real. It's real. And having it does not mean you are not a Christian. Does not mean you are not born again. In life that we have, in, that we, in life is about up and down. That sometimes you might be down, that sometimes you might be up. Please, seek help. And more importantly, the Bible says, iron saponet iron. Don't practice your Christianity alone. Have brethren around you that you can trust. Have Christians around you that you can you can speak to, you can talk to, that they can they can uphold you in prayer. Many of us we are afraid that when we talk to somebody, that individual we 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 tell another person that that individual will make guess of us. No, let me tell you. I'm not afraid of anybody talking about me. I'm not afraid of anybody making jest of me. I'm not afraid. If I'm going to do anything, I will, I say it. If you make jest of me and I'm well, does that matter? Does that take anything? If people will make jest of you and you are okay and you are all right, it's much, much better for you to be keeping whatever you are going through and that thing is killing you. Some people, what you are going through right now is killing you. Mental and emotional the uh, challenges is killing you and you are keeping it. Don't keep it again. Speak out. And the Lord God Almighty will deliver you in Jesus' name. I don't know who is going to do whatever I've said today, but what I know is that the power of God is available even to save you and to deliver you in Jesus' name. Before we finish, I want to call my sister. Hello, ma. Hello. Hello, my sister. Are you there, ma? Yes, sir. Yeah. Is there anything? Yes, yeah. Okay. Is there anything you want to add before we pray, ma? I know, sir. I said everything. So, so the Lord will help us, and uh, mm -hmm. to finish it, let help ourselves. Help your husband. Help your wife. Help your children. If they are having emotional and mental health issues, speak. Let look down. Let's look and see the under to the world. Let's advise them. And many of us too, if you are being advised by your wife, 
by your husband, by your children, please take to their advice. Don't say because I'm the father of the house or I'm the mother of the house. Don't say nobody can talk to me because I'm, I'm grown up now. Most especially our teenagers. They will say they are grown up now. We can't talk to them. When people are talking to you, please listen. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. One of my oh, no. daughter, one of my daughter, the little one, I, I thank God for her. Anytime things is not going the way it's supposed to go, she, she will come to me. She will, will come to me and be talking to me. And I want, I listen to her. At times she will tell me off. She will say, Daddy, why are you doing this? I will not say to her that you are a small girl. Go away. I sit her down. Then we look at it together. I allow my children, I allow my children to correct me. So as a father, as a mother, you can allow your children to challenge you and correct you. I'm not talking about them being rude to you. If a child is rude, if a child, even what you want to talk to your parents, to tell them that something they are doing is wrong, don't be rude in doing it. I want us to be calm and, and explain to your parents what you think they need to change. And as parents, let's listen to them. So children too, when your, your parents are talking to you about what you need to change, listen to your parents. Don't come with anger and say, no, I can't do this. You see, everything that we are talking about is for our benefit. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. If my wife wants to talk to me about anything that she thinks we need to look at, and she, she look at it prayerfully, let we let's talk about it so that we can help ourselves. You know, like I said, mental and emotional problem is real. And as Christians, there are Christians that are going through it, and as Christians, there's a way out. Remember, number one, God will help you out. Number two, if you are going through it and you cannot help yourself, seek cancer, seek help. There are a lot of word of God that you need. If you need medication, take it. I don't know, explain with me. Maybe they've given you tablets. Maybe you have depression and they've given you tablet to take. And you are thinking, how, how, God, how, would they, how would they be saying it that I have depression as a Christian? Let me tell you, there are a lot of people out there who are depressed, who are antidepressants. There are loads of them. Please, whatever the treatment you need to make you live a normal life as, as an individual, please go for it and the Lord God Almighty will help you. And most importantly, do not forsake the assembly of other Christians. No, pray along with them and let them pray along with you and God will help us in Jesus' name. I want us to pray. Let's pray. I want to thank God for what we have learned today. Let's pray. That, let's thank God for what we have learned today. What we have learned today, in what area has what we have learned today affected you? Have you seen yourself you know, fitting into all those manifestation that we said, I want to pray that today, the Lord God Almighty will interfere in the affair of your life. Say, Father, interfere in my affair, oh God. Say, Father, interfere in my affair. Are you a man or a woman that is always angry? You are, you are full of anger. You are full of, you are always irritable. It's a sign of mental and emotional unawareness. I want to pray, say, Father, God will deliver you. Say, Father, deliver me, oh God. Deliver me from, from, from the power that is inflicting me trouble. That's some power inflicting on trouble. Let's pray the Lord will deliver us. Let's pray the Lord will deliver us. Let's pray the Lord will deliver us. Also, I pray that prayer. Let's pray for people that are having mental and emotional problems. Let's pray the Lord God Almighty will heal them. Let's pray that people around us, people that are watching me, 
that are having mental and emotional problems. I pray for you today. The Lord God Almighty will heal you. The Lord God Almighty will heal you. Let's pray. Let there be healing. Let there be healing. We pray for that pastor that is about to break down, that the Lord will heal you. We pray for that pastor's wife that is about to break down, that the Lord will heal you. We pray for that brother that is about to break down, that the Lord will heal you. We pray for that sister that is about to break down, that the Lord will heal you. We pray for that ch those children that are about to break down, that the Lord will heal you. We pray that the Lord God Almighty will grant us the grace. Equal to be responsible. Say, Father, grant me great to be responsible. Grant me great to be responsible. I want you to pray that the Lord will grant us grace. Even so that we can support one another. We can help one another. Let's pray for that grace. Say, Father, help me. Help me to help people around me. Help people around me to help me. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Can you pray for us, man? God bless you, man. Yes, um, in Jesus' name. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Our Father and our Lord, we thank you because of our work today. Thank you, Daddy. We thank you, Lord, because of your through your servant. We thank you because your word is here and human. We thank you, Lord, for the understanding of the word today. Thank you, Daddy. We thank you, God, because you have spoken to us that we need to take care of our emotions. We thank you, Lord God, because of the way to live our life, even in the Christian way. You have taught us, Lord God, that we should not hide even whatever thing of the person or the other we're having. Yes, Lord. To the children of God. Mm. You have taught us to be wise, even in family. Yes, Lord. And you have taught us to have the to design. Lord God, that this person is a child of God. That we about talking about what we have discussed with that person. Lord, all these you have told us today, help us to be able to make use of it, even for the development of our spiritual life in the mighty name. Amen. 